has given you a wonderful personality, but it's been damaged by sin, stress, and pain. We all have unhealthy and unloving coping mechanisms built into our personality that we need to overcome. Let's talk about how Jesus wants to help you repair your personality and grow in God's grace. We'll draw on the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram, filtered by a biblical understanding. Hello, friends. Thanks for joining us on Soul Talks. Today, we are continuing our series on the Enneagram, and we are going to talk about head types. I want to give a shout out to one of our favorite head types out there, Pastor Joe Johnson. Hey, Joe, we appreciate you. Joe is the founder of Heart of the Father Ministries, longtime Lutheran pastor, uh, lives here in Orange County, California, and is an institute graduate and uh, also one of our Soul Shepherding Associates. He says, uh, he's commenting on our podcast we did uh, some weeks ago on befriending our sadness, which is particularly on point here because Joe is an Enneagram 7, uh, which is a head type, and we're going to be talking about the, the head types, the thinkers, and the uh, uh, challenges and uh, gifts that they bring and the blessings they bring to us and the difficulties they bring to us in relationship. And so we don't normally think of head types as liking podcasts on befriending our sadness. But Joe is a very healthy, redeemed seven, and he he says, hey, it's helpful to me, your podcast, for identifying my limitations and the other losses that go with aging. I am grateful that Jesus is always tender towards my weaknesses and that you reflect that tenderness in this podcast. Jesus loves you, Joe. (laughs) We do too. Yeah. We really need Christ's tenderness through people with our weaknesses. And that's the Negram so helpful to us in that because it it magnifies our awareness of our weaknesses, which is uncomfortable and we can uh, maybe tend to avoid, but it does it with the purpose of helping us receive more of God's grace and Jesus' love and touch and healing and what we really, really need that we're so defended against from him. And so it's a glorious thing when a head type gets in touch with their emotions. It is, yes. And the main emotion that head types struggle with, the five, the six, and the seven, they're the head types on the knee ground. You know, let's, we, some people don't know the numbers, so let's okay. explain those. Okay, so the fives, they're the investigators, the gatherers, they... Um, they respond to feeling anxiety by wanting to get more knowledge, more information um, to secure themselves. And then there's the six. The loyalists. And sixes are uh, traditional and they really support uh, church and education and family and the police force. And uh, they're uh, very uh, dedicated, uh, hardworking, conscientious, considerate people. There's a lot of sixes out there. I'm sure we have a number of loyalists uh, tuning in to our podcast here. And sixes are right in the center of the head triad, which means that even if they develop one or the other wing, they're still in the head triad there. So they are they are real thinkers, uh, problem solvers, uh, pragmatics, and they're Heads are always swimming with, with thoughts and ideas about things and uh, potentially a short attention span. They can juggle lots of things, move from one thing to the other. 
And sixes are often preoccupied with trying to uh, predict what what might happen, the possibilities of what might happen. Especially what might go wrong. Yep, future casting, and then planning to be prepared for it. That's one of the ways they deal with, with their anxiety. And then we have sevens. Yes, sevens. Sevens are people that are joyful and fun and often um, going planning one thing to the next, always planning the next thing, looking to the next thing. Especially the next party. That's right, because one of the things that sevens are unconsciously driven to do in response to the anxiety they feel is to avoid it and avoid pain and sadness and, and, and painful emotions. And so they can do that by new ideas. They get a lot of good ideas, uh, distractions. But all three of the head types, the five, the six, and the seven, all three use mental analysis and ideas in their head to, that's one of their strengths is thinking. And that's one of the things they rely on most especially as defenses to the anxiety that's underneath for the head types. And it can be uncomfortable when you're with a head type. You can feel awkward, uh, nervous, because you don't know what they're thinking. And the but head, you know they are thinking. <laughs> the head types uh, in a situation, uh, they will tend to step back and observe, analyze, think about things. And even extroverted head types mm-hmm. don't always manifest that because when they yeah. come into a group, they want to... They want to observe. They, they want to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, it's always a gift when I'm with a head type who actually discloses what their thinking is. I, I find myself always amazed with how thoroughly they have thought through what they're thinking about. And, and that's true for the five, the six, and the seven, even though, I mean, five's pretty typically everybody knows, whoa, they're really, you know, deep, deep, thorough, thorough thinkers that have thought about amazing amounts of knowledge <laughs> that they've been gathering. Because the fives are just absorbing mm-hmm. so much. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're observing and mm-hmm. investigating. They're quiet and they're just taking in so much yeah. data, so much information. And they don't they don't share it uh, freely and um, especially in a way that draws attention to themselves. And so when a five lets you into the amount of knowledge they have and amount of thinking they have on a subject, sometimes it's like, wow, it's vast. It's vast. My dad was a five. Dallas Willard was a five. Uh, so we have appreciation for, for fives. And I was talking with a priest the other day who meets with me for spiritual direction, and he's a five, and he had just recently watched the the new Mary Poppins movie. And boy, he just had uh, so many things, so many details about that movie that tied into the first one, which came out when he was a kid. And uh, it was just really interesting hearing all all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's also fun because fives tend to have a, a real dry sense of humor. So here they're observing everything. And then sometimes they'll, you know, they'll just say something about what they're observing. And it's, you know, it just catches you by so, so off guard because they're genuinely not, you know, not forthright with a lot of um, levity like the sevens are. Um, and then it's it's fun to hear. Yeah, it can be surprising. Yeah. So even if you're not um, five, six, or seven, or the great thing about the Enneagram is that you might have a wing in that triad or you might have a line that goes there. You do. Where- you have a line to the seven. I do. So there is a head type in me. And the 
the surprising thing that helped me, one of the things, one of the many things that helped me about learning the Enneagram is that I, I always thought I was a head type because I'm a thinker on the Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. And especially being married to you, Christy, who is such a strong feeler, I, for the early years of our marriage, I was aware of how much I was a thinker, how much I was in my head. But as I got to know the Enneagram, I realized, well, you know, actually, I'm, I'm a gut person. I'm mm-hmm. more into impulse and into the, my body in the moment, the situation, environment I'm in, and that's, that's yeah. really what activates me. It's not the same as emotion. It can kind of mm-hmm. feel like that, but it's, it's this gut yeah. uh, intuition and instinct w- within me. And so the Enneagram teaches me, hey, uh, Bill, you actually need a lot of help to do some good thinking. Because if I follow my lines on the Enneagram, my um, orientation is the gut type. Um, I'm embodied in a situation, and I want to read, read the room, read the, read the situation, the person I'm with. And then in stress, I go over to the, the four, the, um, that's heart my, type. The, the heart, which is a heart type, and it's a, a romantic and individualist and artistic creative type. And that's what I go in stress is I can get melancholy, I can get very emotional, and so it's in growth, when I'm my best self, that I go over to a head type. So that's interesting. You, you need more uh, thinking from me. Oh, I see that, though. <laughs> I see a lot of that strong seven in you, a lot of that really good, clear thinking. And it's helped me to understand that about you, uh, especially when you get into all these great and grand ideas of the next project, the next project, and the next project. The understanding of seven has really helped me to understand, oh, that's what he, that's where he is. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing then. It's helped me to have some more um, grace for you when I'm feeling stressed when you're doing that. So, yeah, it's been good. Well, the more I'm in my seven, the more the projects are fun. Yay, I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> Ones and sevens are both uh, planners. Uh, organized in that way and looking forward. But for the ones, it's more about implementing their ideas, uh, teaching things uh, and uh, perfecting things, improving things, reforming things or people. And for the sevens, it's more about experiences Mm -hmm. that are going to bring pleasure to me and the people around me. Yeah. And our, our fun and our distractions. Yeah, because this the the head types can get so much stuff going on there that they use that, that planning, the activities, their diversions mm-hmm. uh, to shut down the things that they're feeling. That's why it's such a great testimony from Papa Joe that the podcast on sadness was so helpful to him because he's really done a lot of inner work to be more aware of his emotions and integrate that into his personality, which is a major theme on the Enneagram, whatever, whatever your type. Mm-hmm. But particularly for the head types we're talking about here, all, all that distractibility, all those uh, balls juggling up in the air uh, tend to take them out of the here and now and out of experiencing their, their emotions, uh, the emotions of the person that they're with. Yeah. And so they really need help to, to get grounded. Mm-hmm. That's right. And not to spin off in their head and be distracted and give in to those mixed thoughts and distractions and not... I think the biggest opportunity for the head types is to take their anxiety to Jesus mm. instead of depending upon their self and some of their unconscious defense mechanisms that have worked for them on some level. They work from that's That's why they're doing that. That's why their personality is formed around that. But the opportunity is to become aware of the anxiety, not defend against it, 
and then really take that to the Lord and give him access to their their souls in that area. Because anxiety is the basic emotional posture of the head types, fear and worry and so forth. And so that's the, the main emotion that is disordered in them and tends to unconsciously control them. So what you're describing, Christy, is the importance of, this is really funny, Charlie is sitting in my lap now. <laughs> <laughs> he's always in your lap during Soul Talks, but he's uh, sensing some warmth here from, from Bill. Yeah, nice to have you, little guy. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, it's okay. We're talking about the head types and about them trusting Jesus with their fear and their anxiety instead of depending upon themselves, which... You know, the, the five's opportunity for them would be instead of fearing that they don't have what they need or they don't know enough or that um, they're, they're not going to have the energy that they need, you know, uh, for the next test, to, to trust the Lord to sustain them and provide for them in that. And for the, for the sixes to um, not just look to people and problem solving and their great social connections and networks and authority, um, but for for security, because the sixes are really looking for that security. They really want that sense of security um, because they feel, they feel self-doubt. But to really look to Jesus for being their good shepherd, who is the shield around them, who that they are, they are loved by him and find their security in that. And then for the sevens, and their in their fear does not just be distracted and planning the next thing and all their ideas and moving fast, um, but to really be looking to be present to Jesus and with Jesus, enjoying Him, practicing practicing His presence, and letting His presence bring them that peace that that they need, that sense of grounding. My favorite seven stories when our daughter. Uh, uh, not the not the uh, Enneagram Nine that Brianna that was on the podcast, but her other daughter Jenny was in high school and she's uh, was doing her homework after dinner. And uh, while doing her homework, she was watching her favorite TV show, and she had her computer open with uh, instant messenger uh, chatting, and she was listening to music. She had like six things going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I said, Jenny, I don't think you're going to get much homework done with all, all these diversions. She says, Oh, Dad, no, I I can do that. She says, No, nah, I don't think so. Said, really, Dad, I I can do all this. That was before we knew the enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sevens love that uh, multitasking stimulation that keeps them alive and engaged, and and they're sharp with that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it's important with the Enneagram, whatever our type, uh, this is a, a basic principle in personality, something we talk a lot about in Soul Talks, but it's the importance of being aware of our emotions and our needs, our uh, dysfunctions, our sins, uh, as well as the, uh, the blessings of God in our life and other people in our life, because we, we tend to shut down uh, the, the deeper emotions within us. And as we lean into the emotions, this awareness, it's really good for our formation in Christ because it gives him access to be forming us, to be redeeming us. And so Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. And so some of us think he's saying, shut down your anxiety. Don't, don't worry. That's stupid or maybe even a sin. 
And uh, I don't think that's what Paul's saying. I think he's saying, when you feel anxious, which is a natural human experience to be stressed and to worry about things, uh, form those worries into prayers, into petitions, and ask the Lord for what you need. See, that, that's so good, Bill, because I think what most of us do is we, we hear the do not be anxious, and we feel shame, and we shut down, and we go away from God because we feel like I'm bad because I'm anxious, and I can't not be anxious. I don't know how to not be anxious, and if God needs me to not be anxious to be in relationship with him, I guess I just can't be in relationship with him. But when we hear it, when you are anxious, come to me. That's basically what Jesus is saying. When you're anxious, what Paul is saying, the, the Holy Spirit is saying through Paul, is when you are anxious, pray, reach out to me, come to me, draw near to me. Yeah. The psalmist is, is anxious, worried, fearful on many occasions. Jesus was anxious in the Garden of Gethsemane other times. Uh, but, you know, the way of the Lord is that we would not be governed by anxiety. Jesus did not have an anxiety disorder. He wasn't ruled by worry and fear. Uh, he was ruled by love. He was ruled by the Holy Spirit. But uh, emotionally, yeah, he experienced all the emotions that we do. Uh, Hebrews 4 says that we have a high priest who is able to empathize with us in our weaknesses. Jesus felt anxiety. Yeah. So the head types especially need to know this, that, well, don't just divert your anxiety away. The way to work through that is to feel it, to admit it, to... Uh, to pray through the things that you're worried about, to talk to somebody safe who will validate your emotions, because we need to integrate these aspects into our sense of self. You've lived this. You wrote about this in Jesus' Easy Yoke. It's really all about that. Yeah, it's all about uh, getting in the yoke with Jesus, which is an attachment. Uh, a yoke uh, attaches to oxen. The mature and wise ox is there, he knows how to pull that plow steady across the field, and then the young buck comes in and needs to learn, and learns from the, the mentor. See, that's so good, because the head types will tend to attach to knowledge, and the, the fives, the sixes will tend to attach to systems in society and people who for security, belonging, and the sevens will tend to chat, attach to to gluttony, to pleasure, to, to feeling good, things that make them feel good. And all of those are prevent them from being attached to Jesus. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing with our compulsions and our dysfunctions and obviously our sins is that there are ways that we're disconnecting from God in the moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, here and now, God is present and is loving us. Yeah, and I hope that if you're listening, you're, you're not hearing us like... Um, pick on the head types. That's not what we mean. All of us struggle with anxiety to some level. All of us struggle with false attachments instead of attaching to Jesus. So please know we're not picking on you head types. We all have empathy for you. Um, we're just we're just wanting you to be aware of this opportunity for you. And also, I think as we're talking about these triads um, on Soul Talks, it helps people because when you're trying to find your number, if you can understand your triad mm -hmm. and you can understand what is the basic emotion that you really struggle with, it can help you with some of these numbers that have a lot of similarities. So a lot of a lot of sixes mistype as twos. Well, if you can understand the head type, it might help you to say, oh, actually, I think I'm more of a six, not a two. 
Yeah, because the head types and the heart types are very different. Yeah, and the threes and sevens often mistype. And, you know, so there can be a lot of mistyping. So understanding the triads can really help you find your number if you're looking for that. And that's a tool that we always use when we're coaching people. Uh, we use the Enneagram, and when we're trying to help someone find their number, uh, that's the best fit for them, well, you know, which personality type best describes them. Because you could have all some of all nine types in you, certainly some of a few. Uh, but we'll we'll ask that question. Well, which which triad do they seem mostly to belong in? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, so I hope you've been tuning into the previous podcast on the Enneagram. We've done one on the heart types, the gut types, and then today the head type. And next we'll be talking about the spiritual disciplines within the, the three different uh, triads there, the three um, groupings of three personality types, nine personality types total uh, in the Enneagram system that we've been talking about. Jesus, thank you that you love us, that you invite us when we are anxious to run to you, to talk to you, to tell you, to invite you in to what it is, it's the, the fear that we're feeling, and that you are with us in that, that you don't abandon us. Pray, Lord, for each of us to run to you, looking to you to, for the security that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Check out our Soul Sharpening blog for our free Enneagram coaching tool. We have a number of free Enneagram videos on Soul Shepherding's YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. To see these and other videos, just subscribe and follow us. We'd love for you to make comments and share these posts with your friends to help us grow the Soul Shepherding online community.